0: this week on the Magnificently Huge Podcast, movies that are not based on comic books for once.
1: Welcome to the Magnificently Huge Podcast with your hosts, Eric Reed, Brian Kruger, and Chris Ryerson, three idiots who decided to slap an adverb together with an adjective to bring you one Magnificently Huge discussion each week about the movies and pop culture we kind of like, maybe even secretly love, before we ultimately crab all over them. We're not here to save the world, we're just here to make it weirder, one podcast at a time. This
0: is Magnificently Huge. There's a lot of comic book movies, and they're starting to dry up. Uh, if, if, you, if you saw the last Ant-Man and the Wasp, you know what I mean. Jesus, why do they keep making me? I mean... I, I, I don't want to sound like, you know, angry old man. I am an angry old man, but on other subjects on this one, I think you can agree. The originality has run dry. Uh, that's why something that's not based on a comic book is a little bit more special because somebody thought stuff up. They use the same tropes, the same ideas, same visuals, but it's more original. And, and And if you're trying to ape a comic book, you can do more with it. You don't have to worry about the lore. You don't have to write something where Batman wouldn't talk that way or whatever. You could do your own thing. So here's a collection of movies you may like that will fill that, that, that comic book sweet tooth you have, but aren't based on one. Give it a shot, hey? Welcome back to the Magnificently Huge Podcast, the only pop culture podcast on the internet. it's true yeah thanks for that fine introduction eric unfortunately i I stole the format from that from some more news but you know it the only news (laughs) podcast on the but anyway um our our last show we
2: argued about this yeah we argued about it last show and i'm just not gonna this time i'll just say yes thanks eric (laughs) thank (laughs) you as my (laughs) wife says
0: just say yes to whatever i'm saying it's better if you just say yes (laughs) exactly exactly (laughs) Yes. yes, 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 queen. But for some That's reason, we'll she do. gets mad when I then, like, in the middle of some discussion, will go, oh, I forgot, yes, yes, you're right, yes.
2: But <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Anyway, uh... I'm Chris, hello. Hi, Chris. Hey. This is Brian. Hi, Brian. And then the, that, of course, over there was Eric. Hi, yeah. Eric. Hello.
0: Hi. And we're yes. here to tell you of the stuff you should probably be watching right now, even though you're going to hear this four years from when we did it. It yeah, probably it can still exists. I mean,
2: yeah. we're so stale we become fresh again, eventually. Like shit. Fresh shit. This
3: shit is fresh! Oh, shit. It is fresh. This stuff is really fresh!
2: Yeah, what you been doing? What you been watching? What you been listening to? What's happening? What's going on? What's what's, what's the scoop? What's the rumpus? Oh,
0: uh, well, I mean, it's been tough to watch anything given the absolute orgasmic joy of watching that orange ham sandwich fuckface get, uh, uh, indicted. Cause <laughs> the thing is, it's like, yeah, it's only about the porn star stuff, which may or may not happen, but it broke the levy, which means all of the other indictments now can happen. And I just, I just, I like seeing him, uh, uh, get it. There's one clip. Yeah. If you can find it, there's one clip, uh, of like when they're leading him into the courtroom It is the best thing I have seen since this whole Trump thing began. And it is so subtle. The cop walks into the court. The other cop walks into the court. Trump walks in through the door. The cop in front of him did not hold the door for him. So it just falls on Trump and he has to open it with his (laughs) hand and he has this look on his face like you, you motherfucker. But it's the kind of thing that happens to everyone where you're just like, Oh, I'm walking through a door. I'm opening it. It's like, the just that moment of not being treated like royalty oh i i had to masturbate it was the best <laughs> thing i've ever seen uh it's yeah so I have you know. seen
1: the these the straight up like propaganda campaign that they're doing on on their side though like so trump junior is literally posting photos of the event which is trump marching down the center of the street with a whole bunch of people following behind him all of his supporters and Flanked by, by Secret Service, that that's not a photo that of a thing that happened. They've yeah. been circulating and fundraising off of mugshots. No mugshots were taken. Or released. there are multiple different mug mugshots that yeah. they're using for fodder. Fundra- it's just I, this is they're but turning this shows it you,
2: into a. But this shows you the genius marketing. of the of the Trump bullshit machine is that they put his fake mugshot on a mug. And they're selling it so they can raise money for whatever the fuck he's going to spend it on. Maybe another porn star hush money. I don't know. But, yeah, it's like, it's a witch hunt.
0: How dare they blah, blah, blah. It's like, come on. Fuck off. That's the one I want them to look into, is that he's doing all this fundraising, and it's like, he's not going to spend hardly any of it on his campaign. Where is it going? Mm. You know he's bilking that money. You know he's using it for him. Yeah. He's not going to pay the lawyers, he's gonna stiff the lawyers. Come <laughs> yeah. on. What, well, it's
2: like a new lawyer every week. It's shit. sort of like, that should be like a reality show in and of itself. It's like the, the Trump legal team. And like, every week he votes one off with a rose or something. It's like, you've been a terrible lawyer. you have terrible, terrible. You're just awful. You're the worst human being. Goodbye. Did, I mean, like, leave, okay. leave that at the end of every episode. Did, did you guys
1: see Jon Stewart uh, giving that um, Freed Zakaria on uh cnn the business about how this thing gets covered yeah no i I, yeah i saw that 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 it doesn't matter because they're asking questions like what if this like you know how does this affect the election what if this Mm. makes him more popular and john Stewart's like why are you reporting that why don't you say here is the crime with which he is charged and here are the punishments for it and here is the evidence that's not coming up at Mm. all well, and, I mean, and in fact, people who people who want to say, what does it do to the election? You know, that's unprecedented. And how do you, you can't if you can't indict a, ca- a guy who's declared candidate for president of the United States? Uh, actually, there's a guy named John Edwards <laughs> yeah, really. who was running for president when he got indicted for hush money for hiding a love child. Yeah. So like it's it's even the same fucking thing.
2: Yeah.
1: Well, <laughs> has the, happened the, before. the same
2: rules don't apply. But I love how, like, the, the Republican side, the of shitheads, their whole flow-through theorem is, if it can happen to Trump, it can happen to anybody. It's like, well, not everybody's doing 34-count felonies and playing hush money to porn stars. It's like, uh, dude, that's the, the weakest or, argument you can think Or a billionaire
0: or president you know yeah. it's like I'm, you're you're missing I, yeah. a few
2: steps here yeah it's like so in order for that to happen to everybody everybody has to be the same level of skis as trump yeah. no
1: no no. let me we can actually charge trump with the same that we can charge yeah. you as what?
2: that's a feature
1: it's here's yeah. not a
0: bug yeah, here's, right? the, yeah, here's yeah. the here's the truth of the matter though um uh what's his name uh bob woodward was doing uh an interview not an interview was like a full sit down 2 hour long thing at a university. I watch a lot of YouTube and he was talking about how um Oh fuck me. I hate being old. I just forgot everything I was going to say. So never mind. <laughs> okay. Man.
2: We,
1: well, we can do that. MAGA now stands for my ass got arrested. So that's yeah, nice.
2: Yeah. Voila. Uh, anyway. So. But the fact that the, the judge in the case basically told him Oh, oh,
0: oh. Straight I up. Got it, I got it. I remembered. I yeah, remembered. Yeah. Uh, so he was doing a talk with a bunch of, uh, uh, people who were, you know, Trump supporters and he had asked them all, how many of you think that, uh, he did not do the crime that you know, he's being indicted for and not a hand mm-hmm. went up. Everyone thought yeah. he did it. Yeah. He's like, and yeah. how many of you want him to be president? And every hand went up. So it's like, we keep talking all of this, uh, very rational shit about how he's a criminal who did criminal things and shouldn't be president. Yeah. The people who support him are literally like, we know he's a criminal, we know he's a bad guy, we know that he's Mussolini, and we want him to run the country. So it's like, coming yeah. at this rationally makes no sense. Just no, just not. treat it like it is. He's a horrible criminal person, and he needs to be treated like a horrible criminal person, and anything you do that is not in support of Trump, you're going to get all these cocksuckers saying that you're treating him unfairly. Yeah. So fuck it. I mean, but the
2: fact that the judge basically told him point blank, I don't want you shit stirring once you leave this courtroom. (laughs) And what did he do? He went to fucking Mar-a-Lago and he shit stirred. And it's like, dude, did you just not hear the federal judge? It's like, you're not going to help your case at all. It's just, it's like, he's all just feral instinct and he thinks he knows the best. And it's like, dude, I really hope your fall from this, whatever you're on is the hardest,
0: foulest fall ever. Because just, I'd be done. And my theory on that is that he knows he's guilty. He knows he's going to lose. And so he needs to start gearing up the machine now to say that he is Robin Hood and he got railroaded or something. Yeah, It's like, this is all end game for after he loses this. this, He's not even that smart. This
1: is what gets my goat, is he is being treated unfairly. Every other person wouldn't have been treated so fucking nicely. And most people, when they're charged with felonies, aren't allowed to leave the county. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> Not let alone the state, yeah. right? It's just, yeah, he is being treated unfairly are, in are, his favor over and over. Are Arg. you
2: are you suggesting that perhaps there's a double standard in America, sir? Yeah. How dare you? This yes. is the greatest country on no. the planet,
0: and great big no. pile of shit. <laughs> yeah, really. Oh, so, I mean, so Eric, yeah. any other fresh shit? <laughs> yeah, really. Oh yeah, oh, my okay. actual, yeah. yeah, my actual fresh Got shit is up. is much less depressing. It's just I had okay. to. I had to go into that because it's history. Fair Uh, enough. But but, okay, as I say, I watch a lot of YouTube. I I like just having a thing that's on real quick and you watch it and you move on or you watch another thing. And so there is a channel, actually a series of channels called Weird History. And Mm -hmm. they do little vignettes on Weird History. But they've got a side channel called Weird History Food. And I highly recommend you go and watch these things. They're like ten minutes each. They're entertaining. They're funny. They're well written. Uh, and they go into the history of things like macaroni and cheese or cracker barrel or McDonald's foods you forgot about. Or the McDouble. <laughs> I didn't know I forgot all about the McDonald's uh McD-L-T. The McDeal. The Arch. Do you remember the oh. Arch? That was like it was supposed to be the hamburger for grown-ups. And so they tried to basically say this is a this is a sandwich your kids will hate because it's for grownups, <laughs> and so they have this whole campaign where they're basically telling kids we now sell food you will think is gross. So the kids didn't want to go to McDonald's anymore. So the parents weren't going to McDonald's. So nobody was buying this dumb sandwich. Uh, that's they, a,
2: that's a failure of marketing. That's not McDonald's yeah.
0: fault. Yeah, no, no, no. It's it's all that. It's all about their marketing yeah. or their. You know this this whole channel is so just fun and. Yeah. I'm, As somebody who just who has been doing low carb for a while now, uh, it's fun to look at food I can't have.
2: I mean, <laughs> I think Brian had it though. The McDLT is like the the most ubiquitous of all of the shit because <laughs> it's like basically yeah. it's just your your packaging is just basically fuck the earth is what you're yeah. saying, <laughs> uh, yeah. and it took That's- forever for that to go away.
0: Yeah. And that that only could exist because of the styrofoam boxes. But once they got rid of the styrofoam boxes, they ended up calling it something else and just smashing the two things together into a sandwich and selling it.
1: So for the the Millennials and the the Gen Zs, the McDLT was basically a quarter pounder, okay? And they put it in a styrofoam tray, but it was double-sized. It wasn't just a clamshell like, you know, your small to-go container, which is what McDonald's used to put everything in. It was two of those... Still not cut apart, and then a lid with two of those, so that they could put the top of the bun and the lettuce and the tomato in another separate compartment, so the meat didn't make the lettuce wilt. Wilt. It was kept the hot side hot. Wasteful. Kept the hot side hot
2: and the cool side cool. That was the slogan. It was basically like one of the Bestman cloud cars of uh, burger packaging
0: before they got rid of the styrofoam. I remember going to McDonald's and the little paper placemat that was on the tray had yeah. a whole explanation of how the styrofoam containers are not unfriendly to the earth. And it was, it was, the, it was such a shit show. It was like, you're kidding me. You're actually going to yeah. try and say this nonsense? Uh, What's... Yeah. They... they uh, it, 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 oh, I did it again. Totally. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, millennials. You mentioned millennials. One in five millennials have never tasted a Big Mac. I find that that's awesome. good for them. I that's probably a that. good thing. Can you yeah, do the? I there, like can you that. Do the song? I like that the kids are basically destroying all this corporate nonsense by simply going "fuck you." I won't.
2: Can you do the song still? Good. The Big Mac. Do it.
0: Two all, to beef, all beef, patties, beef patties, special sauce, special lettuce, cheese. cheese, and pickles on pickles, pickles on a sesame onion. seed bun. Yeah. There you go. Potato free bun. One. Oh, it was a <laughs> sesame. I thought it was a potato bun. Potato bun. No, sesame seed bun. Yeah, <laughs> you don't potato get a free bun. One. I get a <laughs> what, free
2: one. What planner did you? For that was another thing bun?
1: they did. You sing that stupid song. They had to give you a free Big Mac yeah. at the at the register when that first yeah. came out. My oh, wow. my
2: favorite though is uh, scouring the internet for old nostalgia fast food stuff, and you see the restaurants like McDonald's where they have like the McDonald's stamped ashtrays <laughs> for dining in, and it was like that <laughs> that like gold aluminum. Uh, like stamped ashtray I I remembered
1: at the instant you said it but (laughs) i completely forgot yeah
2: Yeah, exactly i'm like i i just totally blocked that from my memory completely but like we grew up in an era where basically everybody smoked and it didn't fucking matter (laughs) so it's like everything so that one always jars me yeah
0: when we moved out to oregon from arizona we moved with two dogs in a car and so it was and it was very tightly packed when we stopped at the McDonald's in uh, I want to say Wikiup, I stole one of the McDonald's trays so that my dog could sit on it on my lap comfortably. Yeah. So I still <laughs> nice. have this McDonald's tray from yeah, probably the la- one of the <laughs> last ones because they've remodeled. But nice, yeah. My, so it doesn't matter. My
1: favorite, my favorite fast food uh, marketing thing is that the the attempt to compete with a quarter pounder by Wendy's by introducing a third pound burger. Failed because people looked at the numbers and saw three is less than four. Therefore, the quarter pounder is yeah. a larger. Yeah, because they couldn't do math. Yeah, because people yeah. don't understand fractions. So, it's, yay. It, it,
0: that's 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 got to be a whole show someday. Like License to Kill was called License to Kill because it was going to be called License Revoked. But they didn't think Americans knew what the word revoked meant, which is, you know,
2: <laughs> it's fair. But I I, I absolutely
0: believe it. We are a nation yeah. of dum dum
2: Well, oh if they, if this show ever gets to the KFC doing the double down chicken sandwich, you let me know what yep. it says. Oh, yep, they oh, did. I, Good I, they Lord, did. that's
0: some worse ones. That's the best one. That's one that yeah, they made this sandwich. They tested it. They were like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is almost a joke. Oh yeah, that's right. No, some guy at one of their their franchises did it. And they were like, all right, we'll give it a shot. And it didn't take off, but it got them a lot of attention. So they don't have it anymore, but they bring it back every now and again. Ugh, yeah. But it's all, like you know, it's... what's crazy is all over the, the world, different countries have different versions of the double down. Where like one yeah. will have salsa or another will have you know, it'll have some difference to it. But the Canadian yeah. one is the best because Poutine. that one has Poutine. a waffle and uh, maple syrup. <laughs>
2: it's like basically chicken and waffles. That's all yeah, it is. Yeah,
0: exactly. uh
2: Good lord. Okay. Yeah. I'm kind of grossed I, Food I think history. I, I Weird think I history from my mouth a little bit. Yeah.
3: Ugh. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's what I got. You go. All right.
1: Nice. Um, nice. I can go. um So, Chris, you uh you had talked about your experience at the Depeche Mode concert. And mm-hmm. talking about just big concerts and big stadiums. Yeah. Last so uh, my wife and I went and saw the show where the opening act was Evanescence and the <laughs> headliner was Muse. <laughs>
2: now, that's just that's like five levels of hell, if I'm being honest. But I hope oh you no, had fun. it was
1: it was great. Um, okay. I don't know what your problem is. I just never clicked with so, Muse.
2: They just annoy the fuck out of me. But that's just me. So
1: here here was the thing, right? I knew that Muse has put on, like, crazy big productions. Like, you know, we saw Pink Floyd in 94. I can tell you Tool does a similar, like, crazy light show. But I haven't seen a big... A big I've seen a lot of concerts, and I've seen concerts in big arenas, but everybody just kind of plays in front of the video wall and, and does the lights. But I haven't seen a big, fat, crazy production in a while. And honestly you know, Muse's heyday was 10 years ago. Right. So I did not set expectations with my wife at all because I'm like, maybe they don't have the budget for this (laughs) anymore. I mean, folks, they
2: have the budget for it. But here's what I have to ask when you, when I hear stuff like that, it's like, uh, how much faith do they have in the music that they got to do like a big visual thing? It's like, Oh, no, 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 their music
1: their music performance is also impeccable. They do stuff they do stuff nobody else is doing with with interesting MIDI controllers, but also I you know I I do a lot of recordings of these shows and they sound great in the moment when the energy's up and the volume is incredibly loud, but then you play it back and you hear the mistakes and the pitchiness of the vocals. If I play back the the phone videos of Muse, no. No, they're like in key perfect execution nailing it like it's all there this is the full package
3: okay
0: Again though, these kinds of huge productions for a stadium-sized show because you got to play to the back of the house.
1: Exactly. Well, this one they had they had so many streamers that they could fill a stadium with streamers going off out of air cannons. They had confetti all over the place, they had snow, but the big thing, you know, they had like these series of videos that that depict their whatever, their will of the people revolutionaries making their masks to go up against the evil fascists. And so they they show this video of the people forging the mask. Yes, basically. (laughs) And it's a total misdirect because while everyone's watching this video, what none of us noticed was the five story tall fucking inflatable slash robot character of the insurrectionist. And it's, mask made of mirrors that they can sh- hit with lights that then bounce into the crowd while it's looming over the entire stadium. <laughs> it's um, too
2: much, man. And it's that wasn't
1: much. the only five-story tall thing they had. And they had pyrotechnics and they had
0: all the toys. Like If they had an ounce of irony, though, they would have had the Flying Pig. I mean, they... It, Look it, at me!
2: I'm the flying It was TV. at that level. The, there was no
1: airplane crashing into the stage and there was no inflatable floating over the crowd but everything else, this was on the level of a Pink Floyd show in terms of production. Well, it was well,
2: nuts. Sure, Brian, but how was Evanescence? I think that's the real thing. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> Evanescence, because they were in the opening
1: band slot, they had like an hour and 15 minutes and oh, God. they got up there and they played all the hits and like they, they did not break, broke. they did not talk oh. They have hits They, they yeah,
2: have really. lots of hits Here's the thing, my um, wife and I play Hurdle every night And we do the 2000s And anytime the opening two seconds is some sort of piano riff Our immediate response is Is that Evanescence? That's Evanescence <laughs> <laughs> And we have about a 90 I don't know, 9% success ratio <laughs> On it So that's how we feel about Evanescence oh, I remember wow.
0: them trying to like Really distance themselves from their Christian rock roots Anybody? Yes. Yeah, yeah, because they were on a label that was selling them
1: through the the Christian bookstores, and they were like, "No, wow. that's that's bad." Don't was do that the that. same as yeah. Paramore? Oh, they were, they were not a Christian out? band. Yeah. yeah, I mean, they they met in church when they were teenagers, and and so they got signed to a Christian rock label, but like, we're instantly like, "Please take us out of the Christian bookstores. We're an actual <laughs> band." Uh. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh huh. Wink no no it was a great show uh lots of fun i had a good time uh i get it if you're not into the music then yeah you're not going to be into the show but i like those bands i, don't, I, I don't, maybe it's because i had you know maybe it's because i had kids at the age that they were into that music so i heard it a lot and i'm familiar with a lot of the music and i mean muse is good muse I mean, is good I've, i they
2: are i just i honestly you, couldn't tell you any of their songs I mean, that's that how you call them
0: Queeniohead. I thought was I genius. I thought that Queenie was. O-head. Yeah. I thought that was the smartest thing I'd ever heard. And I, for a moment, I was like, "That's a great idea for a band." And once you told me that it was actually Muse, I was like, "And that is the band that should be Queeniohead." Yes. Yeah. They're, they're totally Queenie
2: totally Queeniohead. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's my beef. I don't know. Anyway.
1: Yeah. No. I I had I had a great time. Anyway, um, let's talk movies. Uh, I went and saw Dungeons & Dragons Honor Among
2: Thieves. How was it? That's my
1: big Heard it question. it was not bad. It is better than you'd think. Yep. I mean, um, the bar is pretty low, so yeah. It's all script. Okay, so here's the thing. You've got to give the credit to John Francis Daly and his partner, whose name I don't know, but he's the kid from Freaks and Geeks.
2: Who did Vacation.
1: Who, they, yeah, they, well, I think Insp- they did a, and no, Spider-Man Homecoming one of the other ones.
2: No, they did that. They anyway, did the vacation reboot and then they did the Spider-Man Homecoming.
1: That's yeah, like well, the pedigree. They wrote this and they directed it and they obviously get what makes the source material work. Um and and the thing is that like the other Dungeons and Dragons attempts to make Dungeons and Dragons movies or or any movies like this, right? When you get into the to the to the realm of we know how goofy and and ridiculous this is and they kind of fourth wallet and wink at the audience or they take it way too seriously. This movie avoids both of those mistakes. It's earnest and it gets all of its humor from using the alignment of and the stats of the characters and playing them off of each other in a way that's familiar to fans of Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> so okay. the the biggest achievement oh. that this movie does is they put a lawful good character on the screen and he's actually awesome and the characters who are not lawful good find him annoying, but the audience doesn't and it generates comedy and it works. I don't know how they pulled this off. <laughs> um, I mean, so, wasn't, wasn't so, that the, yeah. the
2: other D and D movie was, uh, like from the odds, Jeremy, like Jeremy irons. Yeah. Just, that's almost um, That's, unwatchable. That, and Marlon so, Wayans or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Oh, that's unwatchable. And
0: Jeremy so. Irons taking it way too seriously, proving that Jeremy Irons is the biggest fucking joke. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you yeah, really right. need that, to watch Jeremy, I, have Jeremy Irons watch himself. Otherwise, he gets <laughs> way too out of hand. <laughs> that movie goes for high
1: camp, right? This yeah. one is just, I mean, it's it's actually got kind of the, you know, the the feel of a low budget movie, but we're twenty years on from the Lord of the Rings, so they can do like all the stuff the Lord of the Rings did, where they have small characters interacting with large ones, and all kinds right. of locations and creators. And it feels lower budget, and maybe it is because the effects have gotten cheaper. I don't know, but it's just it 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 cares about the source material, and it cares about the characters, and it gives the characters arcs, and it plays to the to the interplay of the different characters. Uh that's why it works cuz it has the right script. Okay. Um definitely check it out when it hits uh streaming. And uh the the scene stealer is uh Sophia Lillis who is the redhead girl from the recent It movies. Um, oh yeah yeah.
2: She's also in that she, uh she, that Netflix show. Uh, I can't every, I can't remember the title right now. But yeah, she's good.
1: Yeah, she, she she she's she's the best. She's the best uh one in the show and Chris Pine is Chris Pine, and his character's supposed to have high charisma, and they just play with it, right? So, I don't know. It Check it out when it hits streaming. Dungeons & Dragons, Honor Among Thieves. It works.
2: Okay. So says you. We shall. It,
3: it, it doesn't change the world or anything, but it works.
2: <laughs> okay. I'm going to roll a 20-sided die before I go in to gauge my enthusiasm level. Okay. You might as well. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> However you work in that 20-sided die joke, just get it in. Yeah, there. yeah. The I mean, part. you have to.
2: You have to. It's better than the 8-sided die. That thing's annoying. And what was the one that, that looks like a diamond? The 4-sided die. Yeah. That's the, that's the annoying one, because it's the
1: triangle. I have to read the bottom edge. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> Never played it before in my life. <laughs> Thanks, Brian. Yeah.
0: Not many people know this. You play Dungeons & Dragons to up until the point somebody says, Why are we doing this? And then you're done.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: well I
1: saw an interview. Oh, I will I will add that they did yeah. they did do the thing uh, in the background, they don't have speaking roles, but they actually you do see the party from the old eighties Dungeons and Dragon cartoon Oh nice, in, nice. In, ah. in the, uh, <laughs> that's some fan service right there. Yeah.
2: Well, well, well I did I did see an interview with Michelle Rodriguez who's also in it when she basically was talking about how when she got the role, she immediately told Vin Diesel. Her co-star from fast and furious because he is a notorious DD the player nerd. and she said oh. like he would go to his house and he has his whole closet like he just opens it up and it's like every single D book and guide and blah 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 she's like yeah i ha- i told him immediately <laughs> it's like wow he had
0: to be just jealous right
2: he wants <laughs> to do that so bad
0: uh, do you ever see okay. his audition for lord of the rings they there's like videotape of there out there of him do like auditioning for aragorn and it's, like, basically him sitting on a bearskin rug in front of a fire, like, like reading from the book or something, and it's, like, like so incredibly embarrassing that, uh... Right.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like, make okay. him an uruk maybe, but yeah. yeah, no. Okay. Uh <laughs>
2: okay. All right,
1: Chris, fresh shit.
2: Uh, it's just, it's been a, a fun-filled week. I haven't really watched a lot of TVs and shit, because I've had friends in town. But, uh... Have you been wa- I know Eric hasn't because well maybe he has but the the new season of the Mandalorian anybody season three nope
1: yeah I've been watching it
2: uh it's mostly fun based on the uh fans online just bitching and moaning about everything related to this season and that's the most amusing part I'm enjoying it that's fun they have one one episode that's barely Anything with Dinjarin or Grogu, it's like a whole subplot yeah. about a separatist on, uh, what is it on a, whatever the the Coruscant. Coruscant, yeah, that's it. Uh, yeah, it's like that's it's like it to set up sort of the villain of the piece for later, I guess. Uh, but every episode is just basically an encapsulated singular quest adventure, whatever
0: that has sort of this point it's
1: obviously being written by Dave Filoni who wrote like all the kids cartoon shows because it's more like that every episode's kind of its own story and they maybe sort of advance the plot a little tiny bit but what I think is
2: hilarious is it because it's called The Mandalorian but this season is literally all about him hooking up with uh, Bo-Katan and, yeah. and and it's and they they go to Mandalore and they have their adventure, but it's and like more and more of these Mandalorians are coming in, and so the show is literally no longer Mandalorian singular; it's Mandalorian plural, and it's about that well, culture. I was
1: gonna I was gonna su- suggest that Bo Katan is the titular Mandalorian yeah, in yeah. season three because it's really her story. Well, that's
2: what I'm saying is it's shifted, and so like the Star Wars nerds are just losing their minds because it's just it's become about that, and it's not just Dinjarin. Doing the the Boba Fett knockoff thing. I mean, it's just so funny to watch them just melt down uh, every well, episode
1: because they ended his storyline. Like, yeah, yeah. In, at the end of season two, he did everything he was supposed to do, and yeah. really, they should have written Baby Yoda off the show at that point because well, that you know arc was done. And that's that's a cash then, cow. Right now there. we're in like, oh shit, we still have to make more of these. What do we
0: do now? Territory, right? Yeah.
2: Well, I mean, <laughs> Favreau's still writing most of these, which is what's interesting. It's not. Fulini. I like.
0: I do like that one clip where uh, I guess she's saying something to the Mandalorian and he says, oh, actually, I'm Doug, the PA, because what's his name? He's doing uh, the, the Last of Us, so he doesn't need this shit. <laughs>
2: yeah. Well, apparently, like, yeah, uh, Pedro Pascal's not even on set most of the time. He just phones in the, <laughs> the voice, like literally phones it in for recording. Uh, and it's like John Wayne's grandson. I knew it. is is like in the suit for most of the the physical shots. (laughs) Uh, It's just so funny what they do with this thing. But the last episode that they just aired, episode six, uh, they wind up, she's like, they're going to get Bo-Katan Kreese's uh, like renegade fleet back because there was like a split and the whole thing with the storyline. But they wind up on this like weird planet that is ruled by Jack Black and Lizzo and then <laughs> and, and christopher lloyd is like the guy that runs the, like the security and so many people lost their minds because it's just like what is going on with all these like unnecessary cameos i'm like i'm here for it like lizzo and jack black as a royal couple i'm like that's amazing good on you i mean it's like this season just really doesn't care they're like fuck it people can be mad whatever we do so we might as well just have some fun it's just so ridiculous
0: <laughs> how has so. no one ever said a sentence with Jack Black and Lizzo before that is so funny Yeah, I mean just hearing it just hearing it oh yeah. I'm getting it's the amazing. vapors I'm getting the it's, vapors
2: it's so amazing so I'm enjoying this season but I am basically uh, a heretic when it comes to Star Wars I just I don't care it's just like the book of Boba Fett was terrible on every level Yeah, this is like sort of the the weakest of the seasons so far for Mandalorian, but also I can understand where they're going. They're expanding the worlds and, and the universe and, and kind of making their own thing now. But the fact well, that it's now what, about the full, all the Mandalorian and not just Din Djarin is what I think is interesting. What,
1: what they're doing, though, and, and I only know this because I read about it, because I never watched... I mean, I, I had friends that worked on this shit, but I never watched Rebels oh, yeah, neither or... Any of that stuff. Or even the Clone Wars. Yeah, yeah. uh, All of that, all the Filonis shows. But what they're doing is they're moving all of those characters into live action. So they've announced the Ashoka show coming up, which is going to bring in Grand Admiral Thrawn. Yeah. And they are bringing in several other characters from Rebels into live action. And they just announced this week that they're going to let Dave Filoni make a movie and he's going to wrap up all of these storylines in his movie. So this is all Dave Filoni's Star Wars coming (laughs) to a head. And at this point, Dave Filoni is, is responsible for far, far more hours of Star Wars than George Lucas will ever be responsible for. So
2: there you go. But, uh, but yeah, if you like the Mandalorian, this season is actually still pretty fun. I'm enjoying it. So, there you have and it, it's fun it's actually fine. knowing
0: the behind-the-scenes stuff, that it's like basically the people, it's like th- these are the people versus Kathleen Kennedy, and her vision of Star Wars utterly failed, and so they're like letting people who actually like Star Wars do it. Right. But it's good. I, I, I like that they're winning. I like that that whole <laughs> nonsense is is going away. They're
1: winning, but they they've succumbed to the fan service bug yeah. a little too hard. Like yeah. the thing that the thing that I I do agree with the people who are criticizing the the, the newer stuff is that the first two seasons. of The Mandalorian worked because they got away from all of the arrest of Star Wars, and they just kind of went off in their own little corner of the galaxy to follow this dude doing whatever, and there were no Jedi. And the more they keep tying it in, and now they're tying it into the to the cartoon shows. The more they keep tying it in, the more it sucks. It's like just let it be
3: its own thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. So what are you gonna do? But uh, voila, the Mandalorian. This is anyway. the way. It,
0: it's the way it's going. So. It's the way. Yeah. This is the way. We need a really gay <laughs> Mandalorian. We need we know or or that guy from Thirty Rock who's really happy. What's that guy's name?
1: <laughs> oh. Uh, like a blank all of a sudden. Jack.
3: Jack. Yeah. Yeah.
1: No, Jack. for, for the Mandalorian the
2: it's just, I want yeah. I want somebody to just go up to Din Djarin and just go, "Hey, uh, we're trying to get to uh, you know, over over oh, the city the of... La- oh, this is the way. Oh, this is the way right here. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you need.
1: <laughs> okay. So, have, have, should should we
2: get on with it? <laughs> yeah, let's get on with it, sure,
3: shall why we? Why not?
0: Okay. So so the idea uh, came from uh, 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 there's too many goddamn comic book movies so there uh, movies that aren't based on comic books and yet somehow are original like you don't need to steal an IP to have a movie you can actually think some shit up so uh, right. I wanted to ask you guys about some movies I found that are not based on comic books but you'd think they were and okay. you know like in your own First one that comes yeah. to mind, Everything Everywhere All at Once.
2: Which I still Is have so
0: not I just watched last night. Yeah. Oh. It's, it, it's everything Marvel, right? It's like all the multiverse stuff, all of the punching, kicking, fighting stuff, but it's actually about characters. But it's all Marvel-ish.
1: It's Marvel-ish in that it's a multiverse story in 2022, and you know, it's hard to think multiverse without thinking Marvel, but kind of it's every everywhere now. Everything everywhere all, all at once is singular, in my opinion. I mean, it's it's not a franchise either, right? Like, they can't really, and
0: I don't think they will make more of these, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, Which again, that's a plus. I'm t- I'm tired of the sequels as well as the IP hoarding. But yeah, yeah. No, great. More like <clears throat> yeah. that, please. I mean, it's fantastic.
2: I'll I'm going to see it at some point, but I just haven't i think i i missed the window it was sort of like uh like like uh what's the one uh i see dead people that one it's like i missed the window mm-hmm. for that and it just sort of just languished in obscurity after yeah. that i just never went back to it so you know so you gotta see i it can't quick. speak to it yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah
0: yeah um okay another one yeah. i'm surprised it's not a comic book is the matrix that totally
1: that- feels like it was that was one I was gonna bring as probably the best example of you think it's based on a comic book, but it isn't. Mm-hmm. Right. And because it it's strongly inspired by a lot of anime, yeah. for example. But yeah. Um I mean, yeah. And did become
2: a franchise. Well and yeah, and it's that leads into another one that uh is similar. Uh which wouldn't exist without The Matrix, but Underworld is also another one that totally could be a comic book the way it's set yes. up but it's also so, very riffy on the matrix sort of aesthetic if you will so it's
1: I wanted I wanted to talk about underworld at some point as an example it's it's a pretty specific example of things where they made these movies and then they made comic books after the movies right, right. and mm-hmm. and they carried on in comics underworld is one of those but it was technically the character Celine was inspired by a Marvel character named
2: Celine, and well, they used it without permission. Nice, <laughs> um, nice. I mean, it's just yeah, but but they have all of the lore and the mythology. I mean, it's just it's so dense. It's just like the Matrix as far as the way that the universe is set up and operates, and it's like it's it's got its own right. logic and rules. But if you even stop to deliberate on those, it just falls apart completely. So it's just it's just a weird mix. Yes. But watching Michael it, Sheen, that
0: one's yeah. That one though, it's like yeah, stylistically maybe it's not a comic book, but you know it is still sort of uh, a riffing off of that shit that already existed about you know Dracula's and werewolves, right? And and then they try well, to do i Frankenstein the same way. <laughs> and, <laughs> And then, that goes oh, yeah. back to that Hansel and Gretel movie you watched a week or two ago, Brian. That's, it's like, yeah. they're all sort of, that's when they were trying to basically, you know, IP vampirize fables, stories.
3: Yeah.
2: I mean, I don't know, it's, it's a weird one, because it's like, the, the one that immediately left to mind when you brought this up, Eric, was uh, from 1990, it's Sam Raimi's Man. Which is literally, oh, yeah, like, yep. uh, like a heart, like this. This should have been a, a comic book series. I mean, it just has all of that, and it's before anybody was really doing superhero movies outside of Batman. And so this is kind of a weird mm-hmm. uh, homage to like universal horror films, but also like radio dramas like The Shadow. And so it's this this mm-hmm. weird uh, pastiche of stuff we've seen in other places but it still somehow manages to be unique and when i watch it i'm like i'm just astonished that this is the lesser of the two movies when you compare it to like spider-man that raimi did there's so mm-hmm. much going on in dark man and it's so much more fun it's just <laughs> such an insane just like crazy like we'll do yeah. anything movie and like you get to the point where he's at the f- the fair with his girlfriend uh, and he's trying to win her the, the stuffed elephant, <laughs> yeah. and his makeup starts to like 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 fall Give me apart. The and it, yeah, take the fucking elephant! I mean, it's like, <laughs> holy shit, it's so. Oh my god, it's so funny. Uh, but again, I think it just comes down to it. It pulls from so many different things that we've seen already, and just kind of repieces them in a unique-ish form that you just assume that it's got a comic. But it's also one of those things where it spawned like sequels and merchandise and probably comic books, I'm
0: assuming. And comic books, yeah. Yeah, so. Yeah, a lot of these, I think, and and a number of these that I looked at, actually, that weren't based on comic books. Somebody else must have said, God damn it, how was that not from... And so they made one, you know, like uh, RoboCop. RoboCop absolutely feels like a comic book.
2: Right. Uh, where do you where do you stand on something like Toxic Avenger?
0: <laughs> was it a comic book?
2: No, it was a totally original, but it, no. it's like one of those that seems like it's based on a comic, kind of.
0: Yeah, I believe but it. But not. Yeah, I'd go not. with that. Again,
1: comics have been made, a lot of horror franchises in general have been translated to comics. Yeah. Like, yeah. name a horror franchise, there's probably a there's a reanimator comic,
0: right? Like, yeah, right. Whatever. I bet Uh there's, I bet Dark Horse could do a kick ass Toxic Avenger comic, you know, and, and probably treat it, uh, you know, like remove the comedy and just make it a brutal, like violent, awesome comic book. Rob Zombie's Toxic Avenger. Okay. (laughs) Now things have gone wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I can (laughs) see where I, I can see where I I
2: fucked this up. yeah, yeah, Yeah. God. I mean, yeah. So it's, it's goofy. Uh, where do you st- okay, Eric? Since you're the arbiter of this grand theme All today, right. uh, where do you stand on something like The Incredibles? Uh, like the first Incredibles, yeah, not Incredibles I- Two, but Incredibles.
0: Yeah, that's. I think that that counts. That totally counts. It didn't come from a property beforehand. They're they're trying to be Fantastic Four in a way, but no, that's original. Okay, I would, and yeah, and I'm. Yeah, I'm sur- I am surprised it's not a comic book. I mean it became a comic book after cuz it's Disney. Well, sure. Right. I but,
2: mean, yeah, like this merchandise. Crank up the merchandise and been, trash machine. Yeah.
0: Right. If it had already been a comic book, uh Disney would have murdered the person who made it, pretended that he'd never done it, <laughs> bought up like the everything on the internet proving it existed beforehand and then said it was original. Yeah. So hey, maybe it is a comic book for it. I don't know.
2: I don't know. But I mean it just it's but it, it's again one of those things where it's all the familiar stuff because it's like Fantastic Four meets X Men, uh, kind of a thing. But well, the, I mean, it, yeah, hmm. they
1: took all the superhero tropes and they made yeah. different characters based off of them. Yeah, yeah, whatever. But fine. the but
2: have, the fact have that you ever Brad considered? Bird,
0: yeah. Sorry. Go ahead.
2: I say the fact that Brad Bird up, sort of uh, made the production design that retro '60s futurism uh, just sort of makes it stand apart. It's sort of like what what. Uh, tim burton did with the first batman he just made it so like crazily unique that it's just hard to to take yourself out of anything that's not that movie and say oh that's a totally rip i mean it's just sort of like everything's mid-century modern futurism atomic age and that sort of thing but it's got all yeah. of like the same types of superhero like the the big tough strong guy you've got the elastic lady the kid that runs fast etc etc so it's like all these like Pieces that, again, are familiar, but they just shove them together in a different uh, setup, and then it becomes an original deal. That's, I think, what's weird. Like, how do you, how do you reconcile that, Eric, in your theme t- t- today? Like, does it count as original if it's, if it's, like, recycling bits and pieces like that?
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, totally. I mean, that's, because I, I think all of these, by, you know, by necessity, are borrowing from that shit. Otherwise, it wouldn't be surprising there wasn't a the comic book, right? Like, I don't know if you ever saw uh, The Hours, that movie with all those women, and and they're all like uh, depressed. I totally (laughs) believe that's not a comic book. That's totally, totally, absolutely believable because there's nothing in it that's comic bookish.
2: Right. Uh, Yeah. It's just a a weirdness. Yeah. But there's
0: very. Uh, Oh, no. I was (laughs) just going to ask The Incredibles. Have you ever. Have you ever, have we discussed this? How like, uh, objectively, uh, selfish that movie is? Basically, the bad guy is saying all people should have access, and the Incredibles are like, no, me, just me. Yeah. <laughs> you stop. Well, you don't get to. You suck. I'm I great mean, and you suck. And they're supposed to be the heroes.
2: I mean, I just, I don't know. It's probably not like, a blatant thing that Brad Bird did when he set it up, but it's very Fountainhead, but it's almost like it's making fun of Fountainhead, so it gets away with it, just because of the way that it's set up. (laughs) So, but yeah, it's all these, like, incredible. I guess,
3: but
1: I have a meme at my work where I have the the villain from Incredibles, and when when people come at me with too many things that are all the highest priority, I'm like, when everything is priority one, nothing is (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this is, which yes. is true go but, home yeah. buddy
2: go home uh, yeah but no yeah
1: you're right that there is cert- there is a certain um uh Anne Rand uh, thing going on there and yeah. That yeah does seem to be a thread through Brad Bird's other work so
2: hmm, hmm. Anyway,
1: interesting maybe that's where yeah. he's coming from <laughs> I don't know I mean uh, yeah. so did you guys have one
3: that, that, that you, oh you, yeah you, yeah
1: you, go for it I'll okay. So, um the Dark Crystal and Labyrinth are both the kind of thing that you think would be based on a pre-existing IP, mm-hmm. but that were completely new. And, you know, and again, mm-hmm. we we keep pulling stuff from like the 80s and and even Darkman was like what, 1990? Yeah. Like, we keep pulling stuff from before it was the rage to just adapt every comic property. So maybe we're cheating a little bit. But uh, but I think those uh, are a good example of, hey, you could have an original thought. Yeah.
2: I mean, that, that is, but that's that, also that Jim Henson, Henson. was yeah. in on it helped. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, even, even one step further, if you look at the 80s, you can do something like Legend. Uh, especially with the iconography of Tim Curry as Satan, with the big horns and all that shit. Um, But that really
1: isn't a good movie. It's a good poster. I'm sorry. (laughs) I
2: I still enjoy it because it's just it's visually it's just amazing. And like you get that tangerine dream score. Like I yeah the plot is ridiculous. Uh, Tom Cruise is ridiculous. Like everything until you get to Tim Curry. Uh. But it just, but it is visually, it just seems like they pulled it from some sort of like version of Grimm's fairy tales kind of a thing, just because of the way it's set up. It's just like like Labyrinth and and, and uh, Dark Crystal. I mean, it just it it feels like it exists as something else, yeah, before the movie, mm. which is just which is a weird thing to pull off. Well, uh, sticking
1: to that, sticking to that uh, that cadence, if we're in the '80s and something seems like it sprang. Fully formed from somewhere else, and also ended up with comic books based on it. I mean, Buckaroo Banzai.
2: By yeah, a lot. Yeah, uh, but but yeah. that's also uh, an, like like Darkman. It's an amalgam of influences that they're working off of. So it's it's definitely like the the serial heroes uh, of the past and that sort of thing. So it's it's definitely of that. I mean, ilk kind of, but it's like so
1: like steeped it's that that's a movie that assumes that you know 20 years of preceding lore that no one wrote down <laughs> it's, yeah it's true right? which is yeah. why it like, failed you, you so just miserable cold. Like, yeah yeah because yeah. you, you have to right uh, anyway no um, no i
2: agree i agree but it is, by the same token you could look at something like Raiders of the Lost Ark i mean it's just like suddenly yeah. they drop you in and again it's more based on the serial adventures of the 30s and 40s but it totally feels because of the way that Lucas and Spielberg set up the production design, it feels like an adventure comic. You know what I mean? It just has that vibe about it. And so it's it's hard to sort of think about it uh as an original when you're forty years later and all of the other stuff has come out and you right. do have the comic books and the it derivative novels of and the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. So
1: Eric, did did I misunderstand the prompt like there were a couple ways you could cheat by by bringing in IP that weren't comic books, like books or
0: video games. Right? Like, that doesn't count, right? Like, because that's. Oh no! I was yeah. I was just strictly thinking, you know, shit that you you look at the movie and you think, I bet this was a comic book. Oh, it's not. The, that's right. It's not the, so like, the oh. you know Conan
1: wasn't a comic book. A yeah. Tomb Raider was a video <laughs> game, but it' pretty comic book, you know. So things like that. Yeah.
3: Yeah,
1: yeah I was.
0: I guess, I guess, yeah. I, 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 maybe it's against the spirit of the idea to say, but it's okay. It's a comic book, but yeah, I was really just thinking comic book.
2: I mean, where okay. where do you where do you stand on something like Tron? Because that's another one that feels like it has.
0: Uh, oh, that's totally original. A, a that lore was like, absolutely,
2: should have been a comic. Yeah,
0: okay. Yeah, that was that was like something that was just made out of what can we do with a computer? Okay, right around that,
2: <laughs> right. But you know what yeah. I mean. It's like once you get into the Tron world, it just it feels entirely like like a comic book story at that point. It's That's, you know true. The, the fish out of water, and just the way that right. the, this the thing is designed, it just looks like because it's very basic because of the tech they were using at the time. Well, but it works. I mean, it was concept you know art I mean? by
1: by a comic artist, Mobius, right? Like, yeah. no shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Well,
0: Okay, here's one I came up with. Maybe this is this is like like how I was thinking. Uh, Kill Bill. I would totally believe Kill Bill was a manga. Mm,
2: I would. Yeah. 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 I could see that. I could totally see that. Like
0: he's riffing on all the stuff correctly, but it yeah, it didn't exist. And there's probably one now. That's another thing. It's so perfect. Most of these, you know, like I said, I bet they have comics for them.
2: Well, I mean, the the way Tarantino works it though is it's sort of like it, he's he's doing an adaptation of a manga, but then he's tweaking it to his own personal style and bringing in all the hmm. filmic influences. It's almost like it's like he's cannibalizing uh, <laughs> film to do a fake adaptation of a comic book that doesn't exist. You know I, what I, I mean? I think
1: that he just edited shots from other movies and effectively rotoscoped him. That was his animatic for Kill Bill, you know? just Yeah, right. We're gonna do this shot yeah. and this shot and... and uh, sorry.
2: No. I agree, yeah. But, uh... But of these, like, of the ones that we've mentioned, I think probably the, the best like, should... Sh- this should be a comic book. It's hard to believe it's not. I think is still RoboCop. I mean, I would just put yeah. that at the top of my list. Period. Because uh, it's just so super violent, but the stuff they're doing, like, could you imagine that if, if it was a comic first, it'd be like Judge Dredd uh, in a way? Yeah. You know? uh, so it's just, but that's where it He's sort of by falls definition apart.
0: definition a superhero.
2: Yeah, but where it oh. falls apart is because it's it's riffing on Judge Dredd in uh, 3000 AD comics, so I there's mean, that it, familiarity there. There is too, a you know
1: Robocop I mean? comic st- series i'm sure by you know and like i wonder if it's any good right, right? yeah but after yeah. yeah yeah after that's one of those um so it's yeah so it's weird yeah for me the the biggest most obvious one was the matrix and probably the best one but i don't know what to say. we have a whole show yeah. on the matrix <laughs> yeah i mean
0: that's I
2: think- that's that's a whole thing unto itself honestly
0: yeah I, w- I think the, like, like okay, I've got two favorites in this, yeah. this idea. One of them's obvious, one of them less so. The okay. obvious one is John Wick. John Wick okay. t- has yeah. a comic book now, you know, like most of these. But, right. yeah, that's that's, like, a character who is, again, very superhero, who just travels through his story, gets it done, and kills all the bad guys, except the bad guys come back, they just look different, like every comic book. Right, right. and...
1: And there's so much to dig into with the weird-ass lore of the high table and all of mm-hmm. the, you know, the Continental, and, it, like, they could, they could go nuts with that. Yeah. Right. Well, the,
2: well, the, the weird sidebar to that, too, would be because David Leitch, who worked on the John Wick films, did Atomic Blonde, which is basically Charlize Theron as a John Wick character, but that's actually based on a graphic novel. So it's like oh. this weird, uh, like mingling of like one is and one isn't, but they're basically the same. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's it's a weird, a weird deal. But you can see it. And but I would I would buy John the Wick other, as a comic.
0: Yeah. The, the okay, the other one is a movie called Chronicle. Did you ever see that? That was one I was gonna raise if it didn't get raised. Right? I, I still yeah. have
2: never seen it. Is that the Great the found fa- the oh, found footage three one? kids?
0: Yeah. Three. Yeah. Found footage. Three kids find something in the forest it turns out to be an alien ship and they wake up and they're slowly developing uh telekinetic powers so they effectively become superheroes but one kid who's socially awkward you know it becomes a super villain basically the idea is not that power corrupts it's that power makes you who you actually were in the first place
3: mm-hmm.
1: right just a lot more so that was is that dane DeHaan. is that that actor's name i think so
2: uh, oh, from uh, a... Valorian, and yeah. The... oh yeah, yeah, yeah that yeah. kid, yeah, 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 yeah that yeah.
1: was his breakout role. Um, and and yeah, Chronicle, good example of making a superhero movie, but not from a comic. The other obvious example of that is Unbreakable
0: from M Night Shyamalan, right? Shyamalan, right. ding dong, yeah, which uh, which is definitely yeah, yeah it's in the same vein, but it's done so poorly. It's like, I, I, it's almost like, yeah, I mean, if, if that were, if you were to say, I can't believe this isn't based on a comic, it would be, I can't believe this isn't based on a comic that a nine-year-old wrote in crayon on weekend. (laughs) Right? Yeah. Well, the, the one that gets me is, uh,
2: is James Gunn, uh, years before he got to do Marvel. Oh, I think I know what you're going to do. Uh, did Super, which is which is R- Rain Wilson uh, as a dude that basically just decides to be a superhero uh, yeah. and goes his up against his girlfriend yeah
0: yeah his girlfriend or wife i can't remember disappears and it it like drives him over the edge and he puts on a superhero costume and has a hammer and hits people in the head with his hammer yeah. and his his catchphrase is shut up crime yeah. <laughs> and that
2: one, when you watch it i mean it's just it's it's an indie film basically but it has the feel of like uh, an indie comic, like a I don't know, maybe not Dark Horse, mm-hmm. but in that vein where it's just like pretty violent, definitely R rated, and it's just you can tell James Gunn is just having fun in the sandbox at this point because someone let him do the superhero movie the way he wanted to, and then like right. four years later he's doing now Guardians of the Galaxy and now it's like he's this running DC friendly. movies, yeah. <laughs> so it's just it's just so it's, fu- it's so weird.
0: Yeah. it's like sam raimi they both basically made a movie that was an audition script for the w- movie they wanted to make right yeah basically so uh,
1: we've i've actually my list is now exhausted like everything else was like oh wait no that was a comic uh yeah mystery meant nope that was a comic uh mm, yeah. okay you know so like yeah i'm kind of well i'm yeah. out of examples
2: no i'm with you that was one of the hardest things trying to find examples because half the shit that yeah. i came up with i would look at it and go oh that's actually based on a comic a graphic novel I was like damn it so it was <laughs> it was really hard to mine right. down to the the bedrock and find something that was just you know its own thing so it was a it was a tough chore a, a, a hard well, I only have a
0: couple more and so let's call these the afterthoughts and then we'll wrap it up but uh battle royale did you ever see the japanese film battle royale and that was that okay, a manga brilliant. first? brilliant
2: that was a manga first was uh, it was i think it so. was, I think it? It? It was. Yeah. oh i'm pretty sure it was based on a okay, manga good. Yeah.
0: Good. All right, I wanted to fuck a couple of these up. Uh okay. I would say natural born killers, but then we already have a Tarantino script in the list. I mean, and, like and
2: and that and true romance, that's the yeah, it's that's his vibe, really.
0: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but although, yeah, like like I could see again another dark horse of uh Mickey and Mallory. But like a yeah, like a road trip one, comic. One, right. I don't know if this counts or not, because this one basically is a movie about a comic book hero that doesn't actually exist, uh, Birdman, or The Unexpected Virtue of Ignorance.
1: Mmm. Mm. One, one that is that on one.
0: my need to watch it
1: soon list, because it's back, it's on HBO now, and I have not seen it, but, yeah, um, You've never seen it? No, and I need to. Oh.
0: I need to see it. Oh, this... You might be in the same uh, camp as Chris and, and like m- missed the train. I have to wonder if this is, movie is still good. Because when it first I mean, came out, it was like, wow, that's amazing. And now I probably would be like, no, it's well, not. It, <laughs> it
2: requires a very large uh, amount of, uh, I don't know, like observation. You have, you have to really understand not only the, the superhero aesthetic that they're going for, but you also have to understand the uh, the books and short stories of Raymond Carver because there's the whole subplot is them doing uh, an adaptation on Broadway of a Raymond Carver short story. So if you don't know that, it kind of I think lessens the impact. Hmm. But I love Raymond Carver short stories. Still... They're the, they're they're spare. They're dark. They're depressing. And so I. I really glommed onto that aspect of it, but I don't know it would have the same impact if you really didn't know his stuff. Yeah. That's it's I think it still
0: would work. It's just that the impact of the ending may not make any sense that will be come out of nowhere almost. Yeah. But yeah,
2: but it's good. I, I, but I still enjoy a
0: movie shot in and it's, it's yeah. A movie that is shot to be like complete mise en scene, never cutting. Right. Right. Yeah, you wouldn't think that would look like a comic book, but right, maybe right, it's just right. because they got a superhero main character. I mean, yeah, I don't know. to a degree. But uh,
2: no, I mean, yeah. I'll give it to you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and with that, we it's, hit it's, the hour it's mark. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, and my last one, because it's just so dumb, and I haven't seen it in literally decades since I was a kid. And I'm afraid to go back and revisit. But did you ever see Condor Man from 1981, which was the Disney film on oh, cable starring Michael, starring Michael Crawford, who would later go on to do Phantom of the Opera, Barbara Carrera, yeah. and Oliver Reed? And it's basically yeah. about a comic book illustrator who attempts to assist in the defection of a female Soviet uh, KGB agent, and then he's got this like like winged suit and the whole nine yards so he's like a super spy It is so dumb. I swear I so saw dumb. it as
1: a kid and didn't like it then and as I've never as we it all since.
2: did. As we all did. Yeah. But it's a totally original Disney bullshit live action thing and it it just right. I feel like uh If it had been a success, we'd have seen so much more Condor Man stuff come out of it, but it's just so terrible. But it just feels like one of those that should have been a comic book, you know what I mean? I'm just going to throw that one out there. Yeah,
0: you know what? That would have been a good one to start with. I wish I'd have thought of that, because it's... That one is, okay, we we want our own IP that we don't have to pay somebody else for, for a superhero, but we don't want to have to owe anything to Marvel or DC, so let's make up our own. But let's not invest... Any of the thought that goes into these original <laughs> works, let's just yeah, go right. straight for the camp shit version we would have done with Spider Man. Well, yeah. right, I mean, right, that, yeah. that me-
1: makes me feel like we were obliged to mention uh, both in the 90s, both an attempt to create a black superhero, Meteor Man and Blank Man, you know, from a couple right, of right. very prominent. Uh, African American comedians and directors at the time neither of which went anywhere
2: I uh, mean yeah. I never saw Blank Man because I'm not a fan of that particular Dan Wayne Waynes fellow way, yeah. I just don't like his shtick I did see Meteor Man in the theater and it's just flat like most of yeah. Robert Townsend's stuff after Hollywood Shuffle it's just like he yeah, he's got some interesting ideas and he's he's experimenting with different forms and formats but it just it was. It was like watching. Uh, he doesn't push it. Yeah, yeah. He,
0: uh, none, of, none of his stuff does he ever push outside of the expected. And he's another one. All of his, actually, all of his films feel like an audition uh, for you know a bigger film. Like he, you do Meteor Man so that maybe they mm-hmm. let you make uh, Black Panther. But yeah. Nope. It
2: it honestly felt more like an homage to Cosby's Leonard Part Six, which was just oh my god that's like the biggest turd and that's another one that it's like they wanted to be a spy parody comic book kind of thing and it just like it's a train wreck beyond train wreck and they just terrible they
0: they knew that they had made something so derivative they didn't even call it leonard they said no (laughs) this is part six yeah part six. (laughs) this is after all Uh, of any originality is gone we're gonna cut straight to the horseshit yeah yeah
2: so there you go okay nice Alright. Well so as
1: you all can hear, our well has run dry. <laughs> <laughs> just like <laughs> just
2: like the ideas for comic book movies.
1: Yes. Yeah. So, uh, so what do you if, want for nothing? If you want if you want a different show where we start with ideas and eventually run out of them, why don't you subscribe to the podcast and you can listen to any of the other episodes where this happens. Uh share your social media feeds with your friends. Rated on iTunes, and if you want to reach out to us, there's links to do that on all of our social feeds at maghuge.com, M A G H U G E.com. And uh, we keep doing this, so you keep listening. We'll be back.